Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bingle podcast with yours truly, Solomon Wilcox. And today we have a very special guest here on Valley Sports Ohio. It is senior writer Jeff Hopson of Bengals.com. Of course, he is our Bengals insider. And Jeff, we, look, man, we had to call and convene this special meeting between you and I. Because I want to help Bengals fans who've got to be feeling a little crestfallen right now as we check in one and three after our first four games. There's so many things to point to. So we're going to walk through it a little bit. First of all, welcome to the show. How you been doing? Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Sully. Like I said, I enjoyed listening to you. The wife and I enjoyed listening to you on the way back uh, from Nashville this morning. It was uh, you and uh, Ryan Leaf, I believe, and it was it was a good listen. See, people don't know my Sundays are spent watching all the games, right? Yeah. I gotta, I'm sitting here pulling data. I'm writing all day from 12 noon to midnight, getting ready for a three-hour show the next day. And it's content that I have to distribute every single day, three hours every morning on Sirius XM NFL Radio. So that's where you can find us. But we try to put the work in, as you well know. You got to put the work in before you can make a withdrawal. Now, speaking of which, I, I know you met with uh, Zach Taylor. I know you listened in on what the coaches and players had to say following uh, the heartbreaking loss in Nashville um, against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Right now, Cincinnati Bengals rate dead last, averaging just over 12 points per game. We haven't even scored a touchdown in the first half of any of the four games all season. What are the coaches saying about the lack of production on offense? Why have we hit the skid and unable to score points? Well, Joe Burrow's going to start in Arizona. If there was any, if there was any doubt, uh, that was the first question asked, and it was the first definitive answer given. Uh, yeah. he's still, he's still a guy. And I think, you know, Zach today kind of focused on third down and, and, and keeping this and keeping these drives alive because, uh, that that's where this, that's where this thing breaks down. I mean, they were, uh, uh two, they were over five on third down, uh, mm-hmm. at the start of the game of which, yeah. you know, he's, that's when the game was dictated, you know, I mean, like he said, the pivotal point in that game was the second quarter. All those big plays. I think Tennessee had six plays of at least six passes of at least twenty-two yards. And yeah. meanwhile, the Bengals had a combined twenty in that same stretch. The Bengals had a combined twenty-one yards. So I think Zach feels it's it's really imperative to uh, get that thing squared away on third down. And you know you can get into the weeds about uh, Burrow's mobility. Uh, yeah. teams are just teeing off. And I think you know. You know, from Zach's, Zach's senses, I think, is if they can get, you know, convert one of these early third downs, the thing is going to be different because it puts everybody in a different mind frame. They're in a better flow. Uh, you know, the defense is uh, – they've given the defensive break. And I think he's just really uh, – he's still kind of focused on those on those early stages of the game. Uh, you know, Jeff, uh, what are you seeing? And I get the sense. The Cincinnati Bengals team that we're watching, particularly on offense, and this is what I'm hearing from a lot of fans. You know, I'm, I'm having coffee at the, you know, at the coffee house. I'm at the pubs. I see you around town as well, and I'm sure many of the fans are, are really wanting to know that it's clear that Joe Burrow's not 100%, that this calf injury 
has not only impacted him, but it's impacting the way that they're calling the offense around him. What is your sense of the limitations that Joe have? I know it's about the mobility, but the limitations for the entire offense based on this injury. I think it's it's both are coming to both Zach and Joe are, are come, trying to come to terms with that. That this yeah. is not the guy who that we know. You know, I mean, as far That's as right. you know, and and uh, I think everybody gets that. And so the next mm-hmm. question is, how do you? How can you win with that? And it's it's yeah. it's hard. I mean, that's the that is the yeah. answer. And I think, yeah. you know, we talked to T Higgins a little bit today, and I think it kind of zacks out of that same mind frame. T is saying, you know, we have to get to take what they give us. You know, take what they give wow. us. And when you do that, you have to you have to, but you have to execute that. For like yeah. instance, on the 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 best drive was their first drive, and mm-hmm. you know they executed on every play except the last one when they when, when, when you know when they had to well the next to the last one on the on the pass that got knocked down and then That's you know right. they uh they they saw the light box and they thought they could take advantage of it they're at the six and i think this is the thing that you know you have to you know i think they're going through the process of adjusting they're, they're, they've got a different quarterback than they did the previous two years so i think a lot of that is uh going into it too but you know i think a big thing too is uh mindset and i think zach's convinced after and he says he doesn't do that this that often but i think he thought it was imperative after this one they're not playing like those guys that we know but they still the key thing is they still have that confidence i think that's what zach's hanging his hat on based on what you've heard from the players and what you heard from the coaches i'm going to make a statement and i want you to best do the best of your ability Give me how they would respond to that. Because I know you're in there a lot and you're hearing what the players and coaches have to say. And this is probably part of the frustration. Um, short drops, everything's out of shotgun. About 90% of the plays from shotgun. Short drops uh, from Joe Burrow. And he's looking to get rid of the ball quick. So the routes are not being pushed down the field. We're not forcing the defense to defend the entire field in every blade of grass. And as the game goes on, some of those routes are open early because these receivers are very talented. But as we want to push the ball down the field and we got to get rid of it quickly, the field starts to shrink as the game goes on. And now they're sitting on everything. And the defenders getting their hands up. Tight windows for Joe to try to squeeze the ball through. And it's almost like as, as the game goes on, the field becomes smaller. Um, the pocket for Joe becomes squeezed and there's more traffic. And teams are saying, let's just send everybody. Let's send more than they can block. And now we got three runners, unblocked defenders, coming in at Joe Burrow. And uh, it's, it's seemingly becoming a more precarious position um, behind an offensive line that I think is playing better than what people think they are. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's hard to pass block the age old. That's the age old deal, and I yeah. think that it's the. I think it's this is a. I think they're viewing it as a situational thing because their starts have been in game. Get off the dime, and when you That's don't right. get off the dime offensively, that um, you know that dictates really how this game is going to go. You know, it yeah, snowballs you know, on you. 
It snowballs, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, and they're just able to tee, tee off. And even, even, in, even when the game is even, they're able to tee off too. And I think, but you know, that's why, you know, they had that ten point game against the Rams. That's why that played. That's why that game played out so differently than the losses. Is they had. That's the first time they had a lead. And mm-hmm. given where where Joe is, you know. It's imperative to get that quick start because, you know, you are because he is limited. I think the thing that uh, the thing that strikes me about that is that uh, when they when they when they you know that helps. You can see that they're talking about complementary football, you know, because the defense is on the field longer. It goes back to third down, and it goes back to not getting into the flow right away. So. You know, mm-hmm. they're talking about a spark, you know, and I was talking to Tyler Boyd in a similar situation. 0-2, slow stat, Burrow coming off of the appendectomy, no long balls downfield. And then Boyd made that play against the Jets at the end of the half where, you know, he went, he split two defenders in the two-minute drill and stunned them with a late big play. And that kind of got them rolling. And I think, honestly, I think they feel like that that's – right now they need one – they need, like Jamar said, we're looking for a spark, and I don't think it's a player. I think it's a, I think it's a play. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They they need a big play, and it tends to breed on itself. When you don't get them, you can you can begin to press, and uh, and man, it, the frustration begins to build because these guys are too talented not to create big moments within the offense. I know they've got to be filling it. Give us an update on T. Higgins. We're hearing he's got a rib injury and could miss some time. Yeah, T. said it, it sounded like it wasn't as bad as maybe people thought. T. said T's going to try and play this week. He said, you know, and uh, don't know if he can do that, but he's talking about wearing a pad. He wants to play, um, which I think shows you again that uh, what Zach's you know concocted down there culture wise. Here's a guy in a contract year and. Uh, He's got this rib. Says he wants to play. His team's one and three. I mean, you know, it says something about T. Higgins. Says something about the Bengals. So you know, he's going to try and he's going to try and go, Kenny. I don't know. Uh, so, somebody made the point today that uh, geez, if T doesn't play, and Charlie Jones, you know, Charlie Jones is on IR. They're not going to have a guy in the field that scored a touchdown this year. So um, it is, you know, Higgins has been, uh, you know, Higgins scored the two touchdowns against Baltimore. And I thought he looked – I thought – again, I go back to that first drive. I thought that was effective. There wasn't a big play, but they matched down the field, you know, slants, uh, you know, stopping, you know, a, a comeback, a uh, couple of screens to chase. I know it's tough. You know, it's not the – I think they feel like – and Higgins said this today. He feels like if they just keep doing that, if they keep hammering it and are able to cash those for points, it's going to open up. Uh, you know, it's going to teams are not going to let them sit sit there and do that to them. But they can't string it together, whether it's a penalty or a, or, right, or, right. or whatever. Yeah, without a T. Higgins, where is the production? Is it an Andre Isovas from Princeton? Who who gets penciled in there, providing they have the spelling, even if it's for moment in game? Yeah. Well, I, you know, do the how do they respond? Is it Irwin like they did last? Uh, like they did basically, Irwin was. Irwin was active pretty much to return punts because Charlie Jones is out. He was, they obviously didn't see him 
as the as the fourth receiver, but he ended up being the fourth receiver. So, but now how do you respond to that if he can't go against Arizona? Do you go more? You know, they haven't done very much 12 this year. You know, they've been pretty much 11, you know, uh, mm -hmm. three receivers. So do they go, maybe do they go more double tight ends? You know, I think that's going to have to be, we'll, we see how the week goes. I think it's just exactly what T, T can and can't do. But, you know, it's it's a it's a tough time to lose them when they are trying to, when they're trying to get their sea legs offensively. He's a, he's a tough guy to yeah. have out of there. All right, let's turn our attention as we will now get set to head out to the desert um, for a game that we need badly um, in order to correct uh, what's been taking place. This is a game against the Arizona Cardinals that the Cincinnati Bengals would love to be able to come back uh, saying, okay, we've got one in the win column. So tell me, uh, what are we facing with this Arizona team that, let's face it, um, yeah, they were stopped last week by the San Francisco 49ers, but they scored 28 points week two against the New York Giants. And then they scored another 28 points week three against a really good Dallas Cowboys defense where they ran up over 200 yards rushing against that Cowboys offense. Well, I think that Luan Rumo is going to do, and we just talked to him, I mean, you know, the explosives. And I, I think that's what Arizona seems, you know, that quarterback uh, seems to have a pretty good, uh, he's having a, you know, Dobbs is, uh, he's had a nice, nice start to the season and uh, he's been able to push it downfield and that is going to be circled. That's job one on Sunday is uh, you can't let those guys get behind you. I mean, now Cam Taylor Britt, I think is a question mark too. the corner had a rough day wow. on, uh, uh, had a rough day Sunday, had two long ones thrown. And he's been so good. Cam's been so good since yeah. he since he mm -hmm. you know came off the bench, and he got he got dung, he got he got dung. So I think he's in concussion protocol. We may see yeah. DJ Turner. You know, we may see the rookie DJ Turner. But who's ever there, you know, they were like you said it. You know, what there were six explosives in a in a and Lou and Rumo said this. You know, you know, I yeah. looked, I it was three three. It's a Titans Bengals game. He said it was a Titans Bengals game, and. Uh, like it always has been, and then all of a sudden it was twenty-four to three, and eight, and eight, and 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 and, and so I, they can't get behind out there. They're on the road. Team can obviously yeah. score points, but I think that is that is an attacking. You know, that's the two things that the guys were talking about today. They talked about it yesterday too. They tackling. We're most missed tackles they've had in three years. Twelve, I think we yeah. said, and 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 you know uh, they just it's a, it's a good tackling team. So of course yeah. the question. Course, the question is why. So they can't, I mean, they can't, obviously they can't go out to Arizona, give up six uh, explosives in the second quarter and have 12 mm -hmm. mistakes, you know, because this team, you know, could be a better offense than ever. Could be a better offense than Tennessee. Probably is a better offense than, uh, than Tennessee. It was a hot day down in Nashville. Yeah. And when you got to tackle someone like Derrick Henry, you've got to be better in the fourth quarter at tackling yeah. him than you are in the first quarter. We were not. Yeah. That's where he kind of wears you down. And as yeah. he starts to break one tackle, then break another, yeah. you and I both know, man, it, it becomes a chore to get him on the ground. And that's what happened. It's the most explosive plays I've seen a Lou Anaromo yeah. defense give up um, since I think he's come over and become our defensive coordinator. Certainly uncharacteristic. You're not going to see Jermaine Pratt miss a lot of tackles. You're not going to no. see our linebackers 
missed tackles and our and our safeties as well. So I expect that to get corrected. Um, but offensively, yeah. um, going up against going up against this Cardinals defense, I, I know people think it's the Arizona Cardinals. This should be an easy win. Uh, but for whatever reason, I've seen this team play very well under their new head coach, Jonathan Ganner. Remember, he was the defensive coordinator right. with the Philadelphia Eagles one year ago, and he has them really competing and playing rather well. Well, also, you know, there, there, there's a book on Burrowning. There's a book. It was, uh, 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 you know, Cleveland wrote a chapter. Baltimore wrote a chapter. Uh, you know, and, and, and Tennessee uh, it probably supplied the blueprint, I would say. You know, it's like you said. They're going to come after them. And Tyler Boyd said this after the game. He said, you know, uh, uh, and we're probably going to see – I would imagine going to see plenty of blitzing from Arizona, right? I mean, they blitz That's right. there. That's right. I mean, they, they blitz anywhere. And mm-hmm. so you've got um, – Tyler Boyd said, look, I, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'd do that too because, you know, we haven't been able to, to, to you know, to, to, you know, and Joe's usually great against it. He's usually the leading quarterback against the blitz. Against the blitz. Two years the, in a row. Yeah. Two years in a row. Yeah. Now it's flipped. And so Boyd said, look, you know, go ahead. But, you know, at some point we're going to get out of this and we're going to take advantage of the blitz. So, you know, I think they're thinking, yeah, okay, go ahead, blitz us. Uh, and then it, it, that's where that big play, maybe that spark comes from a blitz. But I think, again, it's all tied to the, it's all tied to the quarterback, right? I mean, what can, yeah. what can he, can't, what can he do? What can he do? And, and it's, it's, uh, you know, if you're a play caller, you know, like, um, you know, like, uh, like uh, Zach, it's, it's, it's a tough, I mean, he's in a tough spot because, yeah. you know, he's got to be part doctor. You know, part. You know what I mean when he's making a play call. You know, so it's uh, it's not an easy. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. But I would, you know, I, I, you know, I think to a man, their their confidence hasn't been dinged, which is really important. I mean, uh, what they're saying, I think, is uh, I think it's encouraging, and I think you know, you don't go five and two in the last two postseasons, and you know, you're not. Th- you know what? When when you, one and three is not good. But when you've been five and two in the postseason, you get you you got a, you got a certain sense of resiliency, yeah. and uh, you know this from those Bengals teams in the nineties. You know you were you guys uh, crawled out of some holes yourselves. Yep, mm-hmm. no doubt. Now you got to believe that you're still good. You got, but then you got to earn the right to believe that, right? Well, and Joe's it kind of kind of that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask you this. I know this offensive line is better. Yeah. Um, they've given up eight sacks in the first four games. He's been hit. Joe Burrow's been hit maybe more than we would ever like. Help help our Bengals fans understand that this is not the same offensive line that um, protected Joe in the Super Bowl against the Rams. They're, they're much better than that. So yeah. why is our quarterback still getting hit? Help us to understand that I think this has got to be maybe more than just about those five guys. Yeah, I mean, I think. The quarterback isn't as mobile, for yep. one. And I think Teddy Karras said this yesterday, the center, getting more pressure up the middle. You know, people yeah. are pressing uh, – uh, people are coming – coming. they, they get right. different looks. To come, they're coming right up the middle. And I think you said there's a certain uh, – there's, there's a certain lack of uh, – you know, they, they, they're they just kind of zeroed in on the on – the, uh, they kind of know – they kind of know what, what is coming. They know that – it's like you said, they're getting – 
it's it's tough to block when you know the defense has kind of seen what your quarterback can and can't do, right? And so yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 it's uh you know, and when you're and when you're you know when you got a pass block thirty, you know when you get behind, and I think this is the other thing. This, this yeah. team hasn't had the lead, but maybe ten minutes. So you got to tip your hat to the offensive line. That's um, right. Because right. they never, I mean, these people are, they're, they're uh, pinning their ears back, you know? I mean, so uh, right. they, you know, it, uh, it's, it's, they've definitely, I mean, I think you're right. They've definitely upgraded this, this line. And I, th- and I, th- I think it shows because oh, yeah. it, it'd you know, be worse. This w- it yeah. would be a much worse yeah. given the scenario behind yeah. that previous offensive line. I tip my hat to these guys because they're fighting. They're yeah. sending more than they can block. And they're running a lot of twists. They're running a lot of stunts. But they're gaming to get pressure in the face of Joe Burrow, knowing that his lack of mobility doesn't allow him to escape outside, right? right. Well, and also, too, and Paul Daner makes a good point about this, the uh, uh, fine beat writer for the Athletic. Uh, the uh, Burrow, at least once a game, would keep the ball and go right up the middle, you know, stun you up the middle right. big, with a big run. Right. I mean, not a not just yeah. a little five-yard run, but a big – you know, he would hurt you. He would hurt you. Yeah. Third down, you know, third down, everybody's coming and boom, you know, and he, you know, and that's no more. So that's, that's, that's big too. You know, I mean, so, um, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I think, you know, people obviously want to want to count them out. And uh, I guess at one and three, I guess that's, that's what's going to happen. But uh, you know, they they've uh you just you just think that they're that they're too good that it's going to keep going like this you know That's and right. i think that mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously they got to you know they you know i think they're taking i think some of the guys uh are kind of probably looking at what the titans did they they look like the bengal's did a week ago in cleveland maybe worse That's i mean right. they only got nine yards up in cleveland you know and they were left for dead i mean and that's what henry said that's what Henry said. And then they said. turned it around. And then they yeah, turned yeah, it around. I mean, I mean, Henry had the worst day, had his worst day in six years. You know, and yards he, on eleven on eleven carries. That's yeah. what he did. <laughs> so I know, you know, this I mean, and you know this, Solly, as well as anybody about this league. It can change. Uh that's why you guys have overreaction Monday, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Hey, one last question before we let you go. You've been so great at providing some very cogent and intelligent answers. Um, I, I think Joe Mixon is one of the most improved players. His pass protection, his willingness to block and pass protection has been phenomenal. He's gotten off to such a great start these first four games, the way that he's running the ball, the way that he's patient um, and understanding the flow of the linebackers and reading the block, and then his ability to tack down the field. He brings what Derek Henry brings to the Titans that's what he brings to the Cincinnati Bengals offense. So I, I want you to tell me something about Joe Mixon. Why is he now literally he's performing like our best offensive player in the first month of the season? He's their most valuable player, offense, defense, special That's teams. Right. That's right. Joe Mixon That's has right. been their most valuable player because he's been there every game. And yeah. when they've called on him, four and a half yards apart, right? And mm-hmm. yeah. uh that, that that's that's uh you know what makes Mixon special is and I you know uh 
he was mic'd up one of these games. It was, oh, it was after the Rams game. And a guy came mm-hmm. up to him, one of the Rams said, you know, uh, 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 I tell people you're the best back in the league, you know? And uh, yeah. that's what I tell people. I say he's the best back in the league because yeah. can, whatever you want him to do, he can he'll do. do. And he'll <laughs> do right. it. I mean, he is a team guy. Yeah. He'll block. He'll catch a check down. He'll uh, – yeah. If you need to go, if, if you're in overtime and it's a tie game and you got to go to the Super Bowl, you know, yeah, he'll give you yeah. five, give the bags, the five carries to chill the clock, you know. So, and he does what's ever asked, he'll even take a pay cut. So, that's you know, right. to me, that's right. You know, so to me, he's, uh, he kind of, he, uh, as just as much as Joe Burrow personifies his team, and I think Joe, what Joe Burrow personifies toughness. To the nth degree, and I think Mixon. I think Mixon is a very unselfish. I think Mixon's a very unselfish guy. Is a uh, I think I think he's a uh, I think he's a hell of a player. I think you know his the his of Mixon is uh, uh, he'll be whatever you want him to be. For those of us who know football, when we see it, and you have all these boxes that you want players to check at every single position, and then you have the other traits of leadership, the guy that the other guys in the locker room follow. And so they set a good example on the field and in the locker room. Joe Mixon is that guy. I mean, he he just really is that guy. And I can tell you right now, there is no defense in the NFL that wants to tackle him or have to cover him coming out of the backfield. He He's our Christian McCaffrey. And you and I both know that's a big statement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, no, no because McCaffrey's unbelievable. But yeah, yeah. But, but 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 you know you don't notice a guy like Mixon until now when it's until gut now. Right. when it's gut when it's gut check time and yep, yep. guys are guys are manning up and it's and it's uh yep. it's uh you know uh he's he's coming to he's coming to play because they know they need him. Well, look, um, our quarterback is showing tremendous courage. He needs our support, Cincinnati. We want you to continue to support these Bengals. Continue to support the players when they're going through tough and difficult times because they're playing their hearts out. And it starts with the quarterback. The guy's less than 100% still showing up to work. And I know Zach Taylor said it's got to get better in practice. He's given us everything he got. And sometimes the heart is willing and the body isn't able. I, I, I know what that means. Trust me. And right now, these guys are just trying to get healthy. They're trying to get better. They're trying to get well. They need our support. This is where Cincinnati Bengals fans show exactly who we are and what we're about. Senior writer for Bengals.com, Jeff Hobson, thank you for joining us right here on the Bengals, Believe in Bengals podcast, I should say, on Valley Sports Ohio. You're the best, my friend. Keep up the great work. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.